T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. That sounds very aggressive, doesn't it? In a nice way. Good aggressive. And that's how I want our music to sound. I just feel like we have such important things that we're fighting for that we have to be aggressive and outspoken about it. This is Bill Maher, by the way. You want to hear something fun? There are people in California who want to remove sex completely from the birth certificate. You didn't have a boy. You had a human with a penis. Whether that's a boy is <laughs> at best a maybe. Let's wait until they're three and let them decide for themselves. I mean, Mario Lopez was almost canceled for questioning the wisdom of letting three-year-olds decide their gender. Here's a crazy idea. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't let kids make big life decisions while we still have to make choo-choo noises to get the food in their mouth. Julian Castro said trans women should have the right to an abortion. Okay, well, they don't have a uterus that's going to be... Uh, try selling that in the red states. If a man identifies as a woman, we stand with her right not only to imagine that she's pregnant, but to abort that imaginary child. Because there's nothing sadder than an unwanted imaginary child. Sometimes a little humor makes things way clearer, doesn't it? It's so important. Free speech. It's so important to let people riff off ridiculousness. 860-522-9842. How about that? Let's go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, check in with Mark Christopher, find out what he has in mind for you on the ride home. Mark. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. There is a lot of uh, a lot of controversy around boards of education these days, and with good reason, I think the the uh, education system, the fact that it's a top down 
system that is anti-democratic in the way it's structured and managed and a lot of that as things get more uh, divided on a partisan on a partisan divide it's natural for those who are in the business of rigging things of using power and government to rig things for their own benefit to quell opposition and to exacerbate the anti-democratic practices that public schools that are inherent to public schools well obviously things are going to get get worse in this kind of environment west hartford has been one of those local places where some of this controversy has um has jumped out and and we're going to go to Addie Lord Lorden now who's a resident of the town and who is uh has spoken to us before about some of these issues. Addie, welcome back to WTIC. Good afternoon, Todd. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've been uh, you know, I've been questioning the board and uh their their actions and their attitude to towards anyone who uh questions them. Um and unfortunately, I wasn't at the meeting last night, but because I got so many phone calls to listen to the recording, mm-hmm. I did so last night and this morning. And I have to say, it is just very typical of the treatment that the superintendent's office and some members of the Board of Education have. They All treat. right. Good. Tell yeah. us what happened. What did you see that was egregious in your mind? Well, the first thing was this policy 2250, which they were voting on last night. And this has to do with recruiters and um, anybody, any student over 18 having access to recruiters and the information that they are providing. You're talking about recruiters from colleges? um, I believe from the armed forces and places like that. Um, I think that is really the issue gotcha. at hand. And the question becomes, when is a child an adult? Um, if a student is over 18, have they the right to seek this information? Um, or do they have to go through their parents? Yeah, why would um, there even be any concern about a, well, a military Well, that's it. If you're, consi- if you're considered a, a, an adult at 18, then you can seek that information. Again, they started back walking on what their policy has been um, that, you know, parents shouldn't be involved. Parents are too involved. We don't want parents. Now, suddenly, they want parents involved when it when it becomes recruiters. Um, so then, um, basically, uh, one of the members, um, Ethan Goldman, was questioning this. When do we define um, an adult? And I guess he has raised questions um, in emails to them, and they haven't been answered. Um, but the interim, and I stress interim because Andrew Morrow is not the superintendent. He's the interim superintendent. Um, he stated that the school will not provide the info um, regarding recruiters. Uh, students can go up and get it at fairs or whatever, um, but they will consult with parents um, before giving this information to students, which is mm-hmm. very funny because this is the same superintendent who sanctions principals removing children from instruction and testing to go have a chit-chat and be bullied by administration and tell students to go and see the school psychologist. So without parents' permission, without parents being involved, without collaboration with parents, and these are under 18-year-olds. So the hypocrisy is just outstanding. And then just 
to reinforce the fact that West Hartford Superintendent's Office and some members of the Board of Education do not want parents participating in any shape or form in their children's instruction and and any part of their school activities. We had the super, Assistant Superintendent for Administration, Anne McKernan, state, and it's on the recording very clearly, that our children are under, and I quote her, under our control. They quickly backwalked that one, obviously, uh, when she realized what she had stated, <laughs> which is how they feel. Your children are under our control. Where do you think that, because you've been in town in, in West Hartford for 20 years or so, is that right? Oh, more than 20 years. I, I have actually been in the school system alone for 15 years. And I'll tell you an example of how they like control. Well, hang on a sec before you give the example. I'm just curious what you've seen through the years in terms of the movement towards the oh, moment we are it, now. It, Is it, was it always this way, or have things been moving recently at, at faster speeds all the time? Faster speeds all the time. My my eldest, our eldest, is 20 years old, and I can tell you, it was never like this. Never, and do you have any like sense it. of what has led to? this moment being reached? Well, now, I have been questioning decisions on finances and where money has been going and um, if it's been going to where it's supposed to be going. I've asked for records. Again, you do not get the records that you ask for under Freedom of Information Act. In fact, they just, um, they just never respond? Well, they, they don't respond to certain things. They kind of respond. And the financial director under oath stated that she only gives the records that she feels the person is asking for. <laughs> so she doesn't give the full. And, and, and to even drive this home, you hear from all the administration, administrators constantly, the go-to line is, let me help you understand your concerns. Mm-hmm. As in... You don't understand what you're concerned about, so I'm going to tell you what I think you should Instead know. of just providing the documents. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. you know, they, they do seem to forget, people in government, that those documents are, are government documents. They're not documents that belong yes. to the political figures. Well, they, they belong to the people. They don't remember that they are public servants and that they are there to, to provide this information, which is public information, to the public. And is this the dynamic that's changed, what you just described? Yes, this? yes, because there was always a sense of, well, oh, you're asking, okay, but, you know, you really, you really are entitled to this information. You know, I mean, nobody wants to be questioned. I've said that before. Nobody wants to be under scrutiny. But there was never this pushback in the sense of parents should not be in control of what their children are exposed to in the 30-plus hours that they are in school. Uh, It even goes so far as my daughter, when she was in high school, um, she she went to her teacher and she she didn't make a formal complaint, but she complained to him about being harassed. We dealt with it with the teacher. Mm -hmm. And to my satisfaction, to her satisfaction, you know, moved along with our life. A few days later, I get a call from her, that she's being called down to the assistant principal's office. I, of course, being me, went, well, what did you do? 
I haven't done anything, Mum. And I said, well, they're probably going to talk to you about what you complained about. Don't say anything. I'm going to call and tell them they can't talk to you until I'm there. I called and I was put through to this vice principal who Mm -hmm. was a male. And this was a, a complaint of a sexual nature. Now, he had my daughter behind a closed door on her own with nobody else uh, to have a chat with her about this, as, uh, an incident that had been resolved. But he wanted to have a chat with her. I said, no, release my daughter. Let her go back to her class. It took me three times to tell him to send my daughter back to her class that he could not speak to her without me present before he did. Mm-hmm. Because I am, I apparently do not know what's best for my child. You know, so that Ari seems Steinberg to be the. Um, on the board says that the students are safer in the school than they are at home. She stays in a meeting. It's on record. Uh, children are safer in schools. Their head of EDC, which is Equity Diversity um, Council, <laughs> uh, who has moved on, um, Rosina Haskins, was principal at Sedgwick when the child was raped. How is how is that safer? We've had a child in Bristol who unfortunately succeeded after a few, you know, after a time committing suicide. In the Bristol the school, you're saying? Start, yeah, it started. The incident was in the school. We're talking to Addie Lord, and she is a, a parent and and a, a resident of uh, West Hartford and has had kids in the school. Do you still have a child in the school? I have two. Um, and, you know, again, you know, I am very concerned because we have a principal who stated under oath that um, all communications are verbal. There's no records. Um, within nine days of active school, we've had about six, um, you know, uh, partial lockdowns. Um, I think they secured the, secured the, the classroom for various reasons. Um, and when I asked about one particular incident where apparently the conflicting reports were one that there was a child who tried to run out off the premises out of the school. The other report, which came from the principal, was that an ambulance was treating a person at dismissal. Um, but when so, I challenged that, the principal in writing stated that the school does not keep records of these events. How, so that's not even that's not even vaguely possible, is it? Well, well, that's why I question these broad statements of your children are under our control and they are safer in schools. Yeah, well, but the attitude is the problem, and yeah. I'm I'm wondering what what empower, do you, do you have a sense that there's a feeling that. I assume this is a, a left-wing group of people on the Board of Education in West Hartford, that it's a woke crowd, and part of what makes them seem so um, against listening to parents is that the parents want things more the way they were, and these guys want to uh, push things in a in a woke direction. And, and there's hostility developing because there's no way of bridging that divide. Is that fair, would you say? Well, you see, that's where I would differ. Um, I believe that everything comes down to money and finances. I believe 
that those who are in, in control want to keep control. And they do bring politics into education in the sense of they want the status quo. They want the power. They do not want anybody questioning it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, the, Member Goldman, who, yes, is the Republican representative on the Board of Education, one of the two, only two, um, he he even stated, and you can check the recording from last night's meeting. I hope somebody downloaded it before they edit it after I I make <laughs> after I say this. He said that he was coming under pressure from the lawyers to vote yes on policies to vote the so, way so they the, wanted him to vote. A, and, uh, you're talking about a, a an attorney who is counsel to the board of education who's. Yes. Who's yeah. telling members of the Board of Education how to vote in order yeah. to make sure they're that town is under pressure suit? that they they vote the way that they they want them to vote? Which again, now you're bringing in politics, you're bringing in your personal ideology and philosophy, which there is no room on the, on anything to do with education for your political views or your agendas to come in. You but are there for the greater good, for the good of all students yes. equally. And they're also there to represent the voters. So how yes. is it? And how we're is dealing it, with a lot of money that they, are de- that they are in charge of, that is supposed to go to children, that is supposed to go to their education. And, and where is it going instead? And where is it going? Because you know what? We've, we have some of those records about textbooks, and there's an extraordinary amount of money being spent on textbooks and workbooks, yet children do not have textbooks. And when they do, there's two per table. There could so be anywhere you're suspicious. between four and we, five kids. Laddie, Addie, we just have a, a minute left. Are, are you suspicious mm-hmm. of malfeasance in terms of the spending of the money? Um. Well, I question why there's so much pushback and why records aren't being produced. Yes. Um, when contracts have been asked for, we have not been given contracts. Um, it's all very suspicious. It's, 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 well, and the bottom line is, it is our students and some of our most vulnerable students who are, who are going to suffer from this. And as I said, politics needs to stay out of it. You're there to do the best to, of your, to your ability. And we're all human. We all make mistakes. But when you make statements that children are under our control and we're not allowed to question anything. Um, and Addie, we're not thank you so much. To... I've got to hold oh. you right there. Addie no Lorden problem, Todd. Thank from you very West much. Hartford. Thank you very much. It's great to talk with you again. And it's good to give these things an airing. Any responses are welcome. 860-522-9842. Mark Christopher now in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center checking the ride home. What do you have for us, Mark? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois something from the Todd Feinberg show listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast yeah it's WTIC on a, on a midweek type day nice warm weather the way winter we expect it to be now in the climate change era Bob and Glastonbury hello there Hi, Todd. Uh, I was listening to the Glastonbury Board of Education meeting on government television, and they have a $120 million budget they were discussing and approving by category. They got to one category, and one of the board members raised uh, a motion to uh, reject $5,000 out of some category. It couldn't even get a second. They didn't even want to discuss it. All in favor, aye. Motion carried unanimously. $120 million, and they couldn't cut $5,000. Well, did they cut anything, or are you just saying it, it all went through? It all went through. It must be nice the to be them. The had his head down, didn't even look up. Must be nice to be them. Did you, Why are you watching the West Hartford? Is that what you said it was? No, no, West? the Glass, Glastonbury. Oh, the Glastonbury Board of Ed. Okay. Course I've been, yeah, because I, I listen to these, uh, the board, town council, board of education. You watch them all? Uh, many of them, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I, because I, you've, you've turned me on to what these characters are up to. It's fascinating. How would you describe what they're up to? i got to stay calm. <laughs> yes, be I, analytical. I, Oh, yeah, I, I can't. It, th- these people are corrupt. We're, we're doomed. We're doomed. We have a democratic state. They want to spend. And the people in Glastonbury and a lot of other towns, they're not going to deny the Board of Education a penny. They're going to, they're, God forbid, they're going to deny the children anything. If it's the Board of Education, they're going to they approve say yes. it. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna push it right through. I this watched, is a uh, this I is a problem because especially since the the moneyed classes, I think, feel like if they are paying another few hundred dollars in property taxes, uh, that's no big deal. So they'll God. go along with whatever increases are are requested. 
It's just uh, more of the things that you talk about every day. Thank you, Bob, for confirming what we talk about every day. Good to hear from you. 860-522-9842. How do we bridge this divide? Because it must be bridged. Must be. Oh, yes, indeed. It's time for Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center because you must get home. Mark. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, my, my. Who knew it was Wednesday at 442 and Joe Markley was going to show up? Well, I did. And you probably did as well. Joe, how are you, sir? Nice to have you here. I'm great, and I've been enjoying the show. As I, I, I particularly focus in on you Wednesday afternoons because I like to know what's on people's minds before I call. And I was delighted to hear the conversation about the local boards of education because I think if there's one place that the average Connecticut citizen can hope to make a difference, uh, that's the place. Uh, it's not like we've got to take over a legislature with a, you know, a hundred and however, 151 members or try to elect a congressman or something. We need to get some sensible people on the board of education and um, they need to be people who are not intimidated by um, credentialed uh, so-called education specialists, bureaucrats. And I think mm -hmm. that's been one of the biggest problems is that over, over time um, the superintendents, and that and the whole uh, crowd they bring in with their doctorates in education, which I think are of, let's say, limited value, um, kind of uh, intimidate the people, the average person who serves on the board. And they go in and start to think, oh, I guess this is the right thing to do. And we need some folks that are willing to say the emperor has no clothes and uh, we're not going to go down that road with you anymore. It's interesting. There is a problem where people assume that anybody who holds a title, a government title, that it's like they're. It's like we're back 300 years ago and they hold some royal title that there's automatically power associated with that position and it's dangerous to challenge them. But really, there's no hazard in other than embarrassment, I guess, and not knowing the protocols of how silly things like public meetings are conducted, that those are what intimidate people. You, you, you make a good comparison to royalty because I think that's what's happened in this country in a bizarre way. We've, we we got rid of uh, one kind of entitled class uh, uh, 250 years ago, and now gradually another one has crept in, and it's the um, it's the, the expert class, um, which 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 presumes to know better, and which unfortunately people are easily intimidated by. And it's one of the things I found as a legislator, Todd. I think that it, there's certain problems that you can anticipate when you're on the outside. But there's others that you only see when you're on the inside. Mm -hmm. And one that I found is a, a legislator gets in, elected, a, a real estate agent, a, a retired uh, small businessman, a, a, a part-time, you know, former teacher, whatever. And they go up to Hartford and suddenly they're dealing with extremely complex issues. And there's a tendency just to believe that if somebody comes in from Yale University or if somebody comes in from Aetna, um, they must know what they're talking about. And it becomes rather difficult when you're in a room full of people that are all nodding their head to say, I don't get it. That doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, I was pretty good at it, but I won't say I was perfect at it. I, uh, Rob Sampson is great at it. And Dolphin A is fearless. 
But I would say that uh, too many legislators kind of get up there and decide, I guess that the smart people all are going along with this and I want to be one of them. Um, but anyways, it's tough to it's tough to buck that in Hartford. And besides, the majority is is so much against us. But on a local board of education, where we're only talking about seven members or nine members, um, one person, uh, one person with nerve can make a big difference. And um, three or four or five people uh, that will stick together can simply take the whole thing over. When you hear the story being told by Addie Lorden about about the West Hartford meeting at the Board of Education. Does that sound familiar to you? And, and what did you think about the conclusions that she was reaching? I thought she was right on the money, and she, she's, she's got her eyes wide open. Uh, and I think it is all too familiar. And I think it's even common in, uh, in Republican towns, um, which, you know, frankly, West Hartford wasn't that Democratic a town that long ago, but it's gone south on us. But even in more conservative towns, I think the Republicans that um, end up on the Board of Education are often the ones that have the that are, the, let's say, they're pro-education um, in the sense that they're not looking to challenge the system. They want to make sure that the schools have the funding they need and so on and so forth. I think that I think that a lot of people have woken up to the fact that the problem in the schools right now is not the funding. Um, the problem isn't the teachers' salaries. If that was a problem. I think that problem has been solved. The problem is the crazy curriculum and the, the, the crazy control, frankly, over what is what teachers are attempting to teach. Um, and uh, you need people to come in that aren't simply Republicans, but who are genuinely fiscal conservatives, who are willing to challenge those budgets and also who will challenge um, the mandates that are being given by the state. I mean, to some extent, these local boards um, not only need to say we don't want mandates. So often they say we don't want um, unfunded mandates. It's like, no, no mandates. I don't care whether they give you the money for them or not. The, the money is the, is, is the trickiest thing because it's hard to say no to money. But the point is let us run our own education and let teachers, let's hire good teachers and let them teach um, the way they want to teach in the classroom and not try to micromanage every moment of their time. And frankly, there's a lot of teachers out there that would support that kind of approach if um, the boards of education had the, had the nerve to stand up for it. But but it sounds like you're describing what is now, that teachers go into the classroom and, and for the most part do get to teach what they want to, don't they? No, I think that they're, I think they're controlled. It's interesting. As a legislator, I got to go into classrooms. Obviously, I've been in and out of classrooms all my life. I'm teaching right now. But um, my idea of teaching was pretty much give me the book and I'll figure it out, And um, including when I taught uh, high school some years ago. But uh, now you feel that the, that the um, curriculum is very much dictated from outside. Um, local school systems are constantly going out and getting – curriculums that are really a day-by-day day and, and practically minute-by-minute. Minute, They're uh, buying prefabricated education. Yes, and, and, it's, and, it's, and, the, and I don't trust the people that are fabricating it. Uh, it's, it's being fabricated by the very worst people for the worst reasons. It's not to say that we don't want to have a, an honest history. My goodness, I was taught a very honest history in, in little tiny schools in Southington, you know, 55 years ago. 
um, that talked about American history, warts and all. Well, that's but, how I um, feel about about my grade school education, which was in Lexington, Massachusetts, and going back uh, more like sixty years. And and we certainly learned in early grades about the Civil War and about slavery and stuff. I mean, that's a, that line that they use about about critical race theory and such that we just we don't want to deny kids education about slavery that that's old news teaching about slavery they're they're trying to trick us into thinking that there's someone looking to banish uh that from the classroom what they're looking to do is to politicize it into a woke ideology aren't they that's exactly what they're trying to do and they're trying to make it a a permanent cause of um hostility towards the United States of America. And they're trying to take our histories away, away from us in that sense. You know, we, we, we're not united by an ethnic identity the way that most countries are. Um, if, if we're not even united really by geography, and the, the, the country has kind of emerged over the years uh, geographically. It's, its borders are, are, are kind of by chance. What we're united by is what the idea of the country was. And, um, and, the, and the beauty of that idea of of um, one nation under God with liberty and justice for all, an ideal that um, we've been fighting towards for centuries, and, uh, and the, the story of the fight is, I think, is a fascinating story for kids. The fact that it wasn't that it has been a fight, that it wasn't a, it, it wasn't perfect uh, to begin with, and it's still an ongoing process. But it's not this dark story that they want to teach uh, with the 1619 Project and the idea that all the wealth and success of the United States was actually built on, on a horrible system of slavery. No, the wealth and success was built despite that. It was built because of freedom and capitalism and um, initiative. And the slavery was an episode that we had to, we had to get past and that we're still getting past, and that maybe sure. we continue to get past for years. And that it was a worldwide issue yeah. rather than a, a uniquely American issue. I, my goodness, exactly, a worldwide issue. And, and the way to get past it, well, be honest about it. Be honest about equality, about what the real idea of America is. Don't get into these crazy ideas of equity where we can make everything um, right for everybody. I, you probably saw this proposal out in San Francisco for reparations now um, in a place where they never had slavery. Um, it was, San Francisco was a free territory that became a free state in the uh, 1850s. And, and what's and, the proposal there? Remind me, was it $5 million per per can you eligible per, person per eligible person um which is and which it, it, you don't have to be a descendant of slaves um and you don't have to be you, you as i said you have to be have have been black for the last 10 years according to the proposal and you'd be entitled to get a one-time lump payment of five million dollars and they also would set up a program under this proposal and this is this is by a commission that was empowered by the San Francisco City Council to come back with a suggestion. $5 million for every, every black person and in San Francisco or recently in San Francisco. And also for people who had, had drug convictions, because part of it is that the drug convictions were a kind of a, a Jim Crow as well. And also that they would guarantee an income of $97,000 a year for everyone in San Francisco for the next 250 years. And sometimes I look at this and I think maybe it's so crazy that this is the sort of thing that will wake people up. 
but another side of me thinks the, the, the amount of crazy stuff that I've seen um, accepted over the last three years or so is so mind-boggling that um, I can't, I, I'm not sure anything will be nutty enough to uh, for people to realize that it's Well, the, you know, this game of undoing America that I think the left has been undertaking for the last, I don't know, 100 years or so, but it's really picked up steam of late, that it, it's based on this idea that you'll reach a tipping point eventually where there are, are more people who will vote for it then we'll vote against it because they benefit so much from it. And and that's why I think illegal immigration is such a cause celeb of the left and and why they um, why they have turned cities into places where people uh, are being subsidized to live there. Yes. It, it, yeah, part of it, I don't doubt part of it is, is the buying out votes part. But it, the amazing thing is the percentage of our population at this moment that has been so indoctrinated with these notions that even though it isn't necessarily to their benefit, uh, they're on board with it. Well, now I you're talking that. about the media being so heavily weighted towards, I mean, it's like the media is controlled by the same forces that control the schools and and control the, the woke wing of the Democratic Party, which is in control of the Democratic Party. So you've got this huge, I, I don't even know what the right word for it is. I, I just canceled a few out very quickly there without saying them. So, but but you know you've got this huge weight of of um, of institutional support for anti-Americanism. Yeah, it's a kind of a group thing, and it goes back to way to what I was saying about the legislature, which is it becomes difficult even for the average person not to believe it must be true. When all these authority figures in the in the universities, uh, in the media, uh, you know, talking heads and so forth, take it seriously. And uh, you, you figure, I, I don't want to be out of step with that. And obviously, there's a danger at this point in being out of step with that, a danger of getting canceled somehow. Um, thank goodness things like talk radio have managed to survive. But I feel like like the conversations we're having each Wednesday, Todd, won't are, be allowed are, much longer. Right? Are under threat of yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's the end of America. If that if that happens, it's not America anymore. Whatever it is. Are you? We just got a minute, but I'm curious if any of this enters your conversations with uh, the college kids you're teaching right now. A little bit. I really have been talking about the nuts and bolts of campaigns. I've been giving them some kind of a historical perspective on on American politics during my lifetime. We were looking at films of uh, Hubert Humphrey and Adlai Stevenson and different characters they don't know about. The, the, most, the way it did the closest was they said, as a Republican, because my kids are all Democrats, but they said, as a Republican, do you feel like you're, do you, how do you feel about the legacy of Lincoln? Don't you feel like that's not the Republican Party anymore? I said, that's exactly what the Republican Party is, is equality, equality of opportunity, not treating people by race. That is equality as it existed from Lincoln until Martin Luther King. And that's what Republicans stand for and are proud to stand for. And I think what the American people want, if we can just keep that message out there in a positive way. Through Martin Luther King, not up to. That's right. Well, you have through to... Martin Luther King, that's what I mean. Yeah, the, the, yeah. by content of our character and not the color of our skin. Exactly. Joe Markley, thank you, sir. Always great to have these conversations. Talk to you next week.
All right. Former State Senator Joe Markley, 860-522-9842. We've got rants coming up in about 10 minutes. The BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, center stage now. Mark Christopher at the helm, sir. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.